0: Welcome to Try This at Home with Leslie and Leslin, a podcast that offers you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating a better life. Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Surveys indicate that about half the population buy into at least one conspiracy theory, and there's nothing like a pandemic to create a few more. Leslie and I find this topic simply fascinating and worthy of a lively discussion. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. Hey, Leslie. Hi. How are you today?
1: I'm good. I've lost track of how many of these podcasts we've recorded separated from each other. (sighs)
0: You know, I have two, to be honest, as a matter of fact, I've lost track of a lot of things. I woke up this morning thinking it was <laughs> Sunday and I was a little disappointed to find out it was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, um, really off. <laughs> I was really off. Yes. But I, I did. I woke up this morning going, oh, yes, it's Sunday. What am I going to do today? And then I thought, oh, stop. You have to work today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, a pandemic
1: will do that to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, there's. I've had so many different conversations with people about this very thing. And while even the people who are working from home kind of lose track because they, many in many cases, they're not working kind of the nine to five hours, you know? Right. I have a client who does almost everything just kind of in their in a program on the computer and he will take a nap for three hours in the middle of the day and then work until nine o'clock at night. And I just kind of scratch my head and think we're all going to have a really tough time going back to regular work.
1: We definitely are. There is not a day when I wake up before seven o'clock now. And that's, that did not, that was not how things used to be.
0: (laughs) Yes. I, I, actually really appreciate that too as an empty nester. (laughs) The idea that I can sleep. Right. right? You know, yeah. Uh, And I wonder if we're gonna have a hard time. Our kids are gonna have a hard time, right? Oh yeah. You know, they'll be happy to see their friends, but the structure of school might actually be challenging for a lot of our kids.
1: I think I think so for sure. Especially my my oldest who's gonna be, you know, approaching middle school age. So Mm.
0: Structure. Talk about structure. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So what are we talking about today? I'm very excited about this.
0: Yeah. So six weeks into pandemic life, people are home more and more. We're spending more time on the internet, more time thinking about the world we live in. And every once in a while, as I'm scrolling through the headlines, I'll see them reference new conspiracy theories in reference to COVID-19. And for me, it just sparks like major feels because conspiracy theories, generally speaking, I don't know that I buy into any, to be honest. I know I said in our intro that half of the country or half of our population buys into at least one. I was trying to think that I don't know that I buy into any, certainly not wholeheartedly. I saw a headline that said 5G towers are responsible for coronavirus.
1: Yeah. I've seen that as well. And I just, shook my head like what? I was talking to an Amish guy today and he was talking about that too, how he has a friend who is very much into these wild, he has a wild imagination is how he described it. (laughs) He was talking about, you know, how he believes that the government, the Chinese government made this and China is going to overtake the United States and all this kind of things. And I said, I said to this guy, I said, Levi, you don't, you're not one of the people who believes that this is caused by cell phones, do you? And he's like, no, no. But he goes, I think, I think some Amish do. So it, you know, it's pervasive. Conspiracy theories are it seem to be pervasive in many cultures, not just English.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And we're going to talk about some of them later. But, you know, I think it's, it's really interesting. My mom used to preach to us that if everybody jumps up off a cliff, she would say, Are you gonna jump off the cliff? <laughs> and so I was really raised to think for myself and to gather as much information as possible in order to make an independent decision. And and that's really at the core of who I am. Most people would who know me really well. Will roll their eyes and say, "Yeah, she'll probably research that because yeah. I really don't know that I take anybody's word well, for it." My- Not that that's necessarily a good thing. Yeah.
1: But- well, during my you know formative high school years, I was a journalism major, and in, well, oh. and then you know I was the editor in chief for our high school newspaper, so. I was taught very much the same, that you need to go out and get your own information and make sure you're getting it from reliable sources. So, yeah, very similar.
0: Yeah, and research. So, just with coronavirus, there are some new theories, and I thought we would just touch on them. So, first, there's a theory that it's a bioweapon. Yeah. And... People who believe this would have you believe that it's a biological, it's an act of medical warfare to control world population. And it, what's even more specific is because it's really hitting, at least in the U.S., I don't think this is true globally, but in the U.S., it's really hitting the underprivileged African-American communities pretty hard. Right. And so there's like a a sub conspiracy idea that it's meant to wipe out that population. Anybody, any kind of liberal that might oppose our current president. <laughs> and I and I think not that I'm laughing, and, and I want to make it really clear from the get go. I don't. If I sound like I'm laughing, I. I don't want to be disrespectful to what people think. And so I might be laughing a little, but I'm not really laughing in a ridicule kind of way. Right, right. Does that yeah, make sense? Does, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I know there are chemical weapons. I know some people use them, but I don't think chemical weapons are designed to target only specific people.
1: Yeah, right. I, I think so. And I kind of I I kind of laugh a little at some of this too, only only because I personally feel like it's just so outlandish. Like I I just can't get myself there, you know? So Yeah. It, it's it's real. Yeah. And I get it. <laughs> I get that that, that realness I'm, exists, but it doesn't exist with me.
0: <laughs> right. Right. And so another one that that kind of cracks me up <laughs> is that Bill Gates is responsible for the pandemic for his own game. I- so what's even more amazing is that people of this think that he's funding a vaccine so that he... So that the vaccine will inject trackers into everybody's bodies. Oh, this is actually
1: the thing that the Amish man's friend believed. He actually believed that <sighs> this this vaccine would be injecting little rice-sized trackers into people, and you know, I I chuckled to, to Levi and I said, "Well." You know, my imagination is just not that good because I kind of think like if you're, if you want to be, you know, put your conspiracy theory, you know, tin hat on for a second, don't you think it would be more inconspicuous if people just put it in like, oh, I don't know, the flu vaccine or like something that people weren't scrutinizing or thinking about? Yeah. I just don't think that this, where everybody and their brother is trying to look at it so closely. This is not the way to do it.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, you know, not only that, but why does Bill Gates want to track us? He's Microsoft. Microsoft isn't. I mean, I don't understand. Bill Gates puts billions of dollars into philanthropic work. I, I yeah. don't know. I just, that one blows well, my mind.
1: I, so then there's the five. Oh, I was ahead. just to say, I talked about, if you if you really are curious about Bill Gates, we talked about this a little bit on the Think Week episode. Go and watch the documentary on Netflix. You you know, people have all kinds of time right now and see some of the things that he funds because he's really actually very much interested in creating toilets and, and waste sanitation for people in third world countries. So not as much trackers. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, I guess I don't understand the value. And to me, that really sounds like a lot of paranoia of people who don't want Big Brother to know their business, you know? know, We already
1: have a tracker on us. (laughs) It's it's our phone. phone. (laughs) And so they don't need to inject us with anything. (laughs)
0: right right so then we talked a little bit about the cell phone signal right and the theory is that tiny radio waves emitted by the towers are causing our bodies to become more vulnerable Mm. right so they're saying that it's the the cell towers are emitting some kind of a signal that break down our immune system and allow us to be exposed to coronavirus. Yeah. I guess if I had to
1: be sure. like, I, I definitely think that like the radiation that's, a, that, you know, is present in cell phones is not good for our bodies. For sure. And, and I think it's wise to try to use like earbuds when you're talking and not hold the phone up to your head or a lot of women, I think not very safely store their phone in their bra next to their breast tissue. I don't think that's a good idea, but that's, I don't, I would not call that a conspiracy theory that that's sort of just like proven to be not amazing for us, but. (laughs) Yeah. And to be fair.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And to be fair, I refused to look at houses that were near high tension power lines uh, when we were house hunting throughout the years because there have been reports of children who or mostly children who grew up near those who had higher rates of leukemia. And and we'll talk a little bit about like debunking what's what's a conspiracy theory versus what is science. Yeah. Right. There is some science, although to be fair it hasn't been replicated significantly to say that if you have your cell phone at your ear too much of the time or in your bra or in your back pocket that you're going to have cellular changes in the tissues in that area there are some anecdotal cases but they haven't been replicated in large scale so it's
1: kind of hard. more susceptible are going to be at greater risk anyway so
0: Yeah. And then two or three weeks ago, I think it was probably two weeks ago, I woke up and I'm scrolling through Facebook and one of the people that I is a quote unquote friend of mine on Facebook is the godfather of one of my daughters. Now, he's the godfather in part because he was the best friend of my daughter's father, who is now my ex-husband. Right. So I want to make it really clear that I don't follow my ex-husband on Facebook but I saw his post because apparently he has his settings set to public and he posted something on Facebook in response to this other guy's post and what he said was so it was I think that if I remember correctly the post was something like a bunch of graphs were misleading Because they didn't represent the statistics correctly. And my ex-husband replied, I believe that, he said, it's, meaning the virus, is Chinese propaganda to instill fear. Or maybe he was talking about about the graphs. I believe it's Chinese propaganda to instill fear. They have a lot of population to sacrifice for a new world order. Yeah. Now, when I read that, I busted out loud laughing and all I could think of was how incredibly grateful I am not to be affiliated with that man anymore. (laughs) I'm like, what? A new world order? But in reality, apparently there is a, a conspiracy theory saying that some people think the country is controlled by a group of deep state agents who are who created the coronavirus to establish a government coup. Man, there's actually a hashtag called film your hospital because people think that hospitals are actually empty. Okay. All right. Yeah, that the ER, all those ER doctors and whatnot that go on Facebook and whatnot, they're all actors.
1: Right. Well, my mom works in a medical building, not in a hospital, but just in like a a place that would have like an OB, radiology, like all that kind of stuff. And yeah, they're not empty, but they did turn people away so that, you know, people that aren't doing um, necessary things aren't going in to spread this virus, you know, when they don't need to be, but.
0: Right. Surgery centers are empty. Yeah, that's true. But that's like. Nurses are getting laid off. That's true. that's not even remotely the same thing. <laughs> no, we're talking about, oh, it just, it just interests. It's so yeah, interesting. Yeah. But doesn't it just kind of beg the question, what, why do these people even, how, why do people believe yeah. in conspiracy right. theories? Yes. All right, we're going to talk about that when we come back. Hey, everyone, it's Leslin. One of our goals this year is to grow the podcast audience and you can help. We would truly appreciate a share or a shout out if you found the ideas here helpful. Don't forget, you can always touch base with us personally on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, trythisathomepodcast.com. Okay, so, It seems as though people, this idea of this need to believe in something is rooted in our brain. It's actually hardwired. Like so many of the things that we talk about, it's hardwired in our brain. And Jan Willem van Prusjen, who is an associate professor of psychology at a university in Amsterdam explains his theory in this clip.
1: My name is Jan-Willem van Prooijen. I'm an associate professor of psychology at Vrije Universiteit Amsterdam.
0: Jan-Willem argues that the human brain has evolved to believe in conspiracy theories. The circumstances of hunter-gatherer life meant that our ancestors adapted to be overly suspicious.
1: The theory underlying this is the idea that in ancestral times when we were all still hunter-gatherers, Uh, There was a lot of tribal warfare and a lot of conflict between different groups. And in such a setting, it can be adaptive and life-saving, actually, to be a little suspicious of groups that you don't know too well and coalitions that, uh, you know, might be powerful and might be dangerous. Therefore, we think that there is an evolved basis for the human tendency to easily distrust other groups.
0: So. How interesting is that? Yes. I've used this example a lot about this idea that it's the people who survived because they didn't take unnecessary risks or they didn't trust that that big outcropping was wasn't a herd of elephants, right? Right. I've used that example before and it seems that this this need that we have to be distrusting is part of what is enticed or incited when it comes to conspiracy theories.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that definitely makes a lot of sense. I I guess before I'm trying to think of what I what I thought of people that believed in conspiracy theories and I guess I would just say that they're gullible. Like that that would have been my answer previously
0: yeah except that then that kind of leaves out this side so i what I hear when i when I hear that is that they're not very smart, correct yes, I- you know they're not using you know gullible people really aren't thinking through, right, but in reality, it seems like that's not necessarily true right. that there are still a lot of very smart people who buy into. Conspiracy theories well
1: my, I mean i I think my husband's a pretty smart guy sometimes, but mm-hmm. he is very, very interested in conspiracy theories, so you know he's went to school for a zillion years and he listens all the time to podcasts about aliens and conspiracy theories and like crazy stuff like crazy stuff that I didn't even know existed like the black-eyed children or I mean I don't know I can tell you a stupid amount about aliens and spacecrafts from listening to his podcasts during long trips. So um, he doesn't believe it. I I mean, I asked him recently, I said, you know, why do you listen to stuff? And he just said, oh, it's interesting. So, you you know, I guess he has a passing interest, but doesn't believe.
0: Interesting. When when I get Dustin to myself next time, I'm going to ask him about this. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Like what exactly is interesting, Dustin? Yeah.
1: I bet that it would be just probably very similar to you that that it's just interesting that people believe this and believe it so passionately. I mean there's one yeah. guy I think his name is Nick Redfern. The fact that that piece of information is in my brain taking up space almost shocks me. But this guy has written like a zillion books on the topic. Like um, many 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 books on all kinds of things. And he sells them. I mean, he's you know probably didn't make a lot of money because I think they're probably self published and whatever. It's not like they're Amazon bestsellers, but you know, there's a lot of people that that have an interest in this to some degree.
0: Well, and you know that's what's interesting about that is there's a couple things. First of all. How I would be really interested in some of that anecdotal evidence. How many of the people who believe in conspiracy theories watch that kind of television, uh, yeah. right? And B, read those kind of stories. And the person that comes to mind is Dan Brown, right? With the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And the Da Vinci Code is really centered on this idea that the Catholic Church was withholding information or had this this information that was that not shared, right? It was because if they shared it, then the illusion that they wanted to create yeah. would cease to exist.
1: And the, you know, where right? where the the whole thing they were trying to cover up is that Jesus was married and had a child.
0: Right. And and there actually is a whole uh, plethora of of belief systems out there that say there is that is true that the church has covered it up all these years. Right. You know there are conspiracy theories about Area Fifty One. Is that what yep. it is? Yep. In the desert and whether or not a spaceship or an alien was captured in that area? Why did they block it off?
1: Listen, you know I, have to, I, I have to stop you for a minute because my husband is in the other other room next to mine and he was wearing some noise-canceling headphones and he just peeked around the corner to look at me and he had taken his headphones off and he's pointing to himself because he's wearing a Roswell spaceship shirt.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Oh God. Justin should be in on this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just, I mean, here's the truth. I don't know. Right. (laughs) And, and maybe the key is I'm happy not knowing in this case, I don't need to know what happened at Roswell. It doesn't keep me up at (laughs) night. I don't need to know how many shooters killed JFK. It does not keep me up at night. Um,
1: do you want me to tell you a joke? Yes. Okay. I heard this joke and uh, like a couple of years ago and I thought it was brilliant. So I hope I'm going to remember it properly, but there is a man and he dies and he was very much into conspiracy theories and he goes to heaven and he's so excited to get to heaven because he wants to ask God a question. And he says, oh my gosh, God, finally, I can ask you, you know, who killed JFK? And he goes, let me stop right there. And he says, it was Lee Harvey Oswald on the sixth floor of the book depository. And he acted alone. And the guy stood there for a minute and he goes, huh, this goes higher up than I thought.
0: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) See? Even when you hear the truth, you don't believe it. (laughs) I, I mean, oh my gosh! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And people just (sighs) and see that's believing in
1: it too. You know,
0: therein lies the crux of why this gets me all kinds of feels. Because even if you hear the truth, you don't believe it.
1: Yeah, and that's that's playing out
0: before us right now
1: with this this pandemic
0: in so many ways now we talked about and we asked the question like why do people believe in conspiracy theories right yep so i want to point out that psychology has actually researched this i call and psychologists over across a wide spectrum Now, there are a couple of cognitive quirks that people who believe in conspiracy theorists tend to have. For example, a need for certainty, which is interesting because I have kind of a need for certainty, but not to the extent that I mean, I'm okay knowing or not knowing if, you know, how many shooters there were. A need for closure. And then there's a desire to believe that everything happens for a greater good or a greater purpose. Like there's, everything happens, it can't just be coincidental. There must be something orchestrating it. That feels very, Um, like a
1: lot of of religious people, I think
0: have that. Well, and some people would tell you that religion is a conspiracy, Um, right? That it been going all the way back to the original church that and the government that because the church was the government some people would have you believe that it's all just kind of manifestation of the church's ideology that's through the centuries kind of broken up into i mean 20 centuries is a long time right so you know, so who knows at this point? I, I'm not losing sleep over no. that. Now, interestingly, conspiracy theories have also been found more likely in people who tend not to think analytically. Hmm. So if you're not an analytical thinker, you might believe more conspiracies. Interesting. Yeah. Or... If you don't feel a particular need to be unique, you might believe more conspiracies. That kind of surprises me
1: because you would think that because conspiracy theory, I mean, I guess we said 50-50, but in, the, in my circle, I guess being unique would, would mean that you believed in a conspiracy theory.
0: Well, and, and I see it as just the opposite, that it would mean that you go against the crowd. Right, that if there's this crowd of people who believe you're not going to buy, you're not going to go with that, you're not going to drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I find that it, it's interesting that conspiracy theories give people a sense of agency at a time when they lack control. And if you really sit back and let that soak in for a second, yeah, no wonder that today. There's all these conspiracy theories. Popular. Yeah, because nobody I has mean, if, control over anything right now. Yeah, it's pretty damn hard to absorb this thing, this idea that there's an invisible contagion ravishing the world, ready to take the life of you or your mom or your brother or your sister or your grandmom. And you can't stop it. Yeah. So let's make something up or let's buy into some idea that sounds like a really good dystopian novel.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I mean, people might think it's easy. Let's just turn off the 5G towers or let's just take down China. And although taking down China and getting rid of 5G is not a small feat, obviously, but it seems more controllable than this invisible thing that we just...
0: It's just floating around us, maybe or may- maybe not. Yeah. yeah. It, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> you know, it's like this idea that we can't have any control. So there's almost a, a meaning making. We've talked a little bit in the past about how important it is to create meaning for things. And that's how we sort out our ideas of the world. But I would suggest that random, illogical meaning doesn't really help you. No. And that's one of the key characteristics of a conspiracy theory. It's a selective sifting of evidence. And I want to say that again, a selective sifting of evidence. So there are ideas that might make this thing true okay yeah i've watched several documentaries about the kennedy assassination and if i in if, if i remember correctly in a number of them they postulate all of these possibilities right yes well a conspiracy theorist would just take a sliver of that or a pie slice of that and say, see, this confirms what I've been saying. Yeah,
1: for sure. It's just confirmation bias in its own little
0: way. (laughs) It's solely confirmation bias, right? And to make it crazier, social media and... Your internet search algorithms <laughs> are designed yes. to foster confirmation bias. Yep. So let's say I'm curious, you know, and I and I say, "Who shot JFK?" or "Was JFK shot by a single shooter?" or, or we'll bring it current. Did the coronavirus start in China? <laughs> you know. Yeah. I can search that. And then from now on, all of the things that pop up in my internet searches are going to use that question to lead the information that I see, right? When I click on news, I'm going to have news that is now filtered through that particular search query.
1: Well, and not only that, but it's it's scary when you think about the information that you know, social media has on this because let's say you kind of have a tendency towards these conspiracy theories and you search, you know, I don't know, injectable trackers in coronavirus vaccine. Well, the people that sell, you know, prepper materials like food, you know, dehydrated food in buckets that you can rehydrate Uh for Mm -hmm. years on end. Well, then suddenly those ads are going to start popping up. Uh-huh. And you're, and you're it. It almost can be like I don't know this toxic, just drip of information into your mind, and before you know it, you're, you're digging yourself a bomb shelter in your backyard.
0: Literally, and, and it truly because it won't take long before Fox News pops up, and then Sean Hannity pops up, and then. God knows who else in that line who when the, and the funnel is going to get narrower and narrower and narrower until until exactly what you say, you're digging a bomb shelter because all of a sudden you're convinced that there's no way out. Right. right. right? One of the other common properties of a conspiracy theory is a habit of growing more complicated and improbable over time. So even though we can i mean we believe this thing but it be, it grows complicated and improbable so much so that you would think we stop believing in it but no <laughs> it seems like it gets rooted more solidly and the tendency to assimilate disconfirming evidence as further evidence in favor of the theory. This reminds me of, and it's not a conspiracy theory, but it's kind of the same thing as Trump saying, well, I was just being sarcastic when I told everybody to disinfect their, to like ingest disinfectant. It blows my mind. It really does. It There are, these characteristics and yet if we're not paying attention we might fail to see them. Crazy enough, conspiracy ideation is not linked to lower uh, levels of education. Really? As a map really I and the research completely and- thought the opposite. And literally seven studies over the past twenty years have reiterated this is and they say in a bunch of different studies certain cases of education may enhance conspiracy ideation in particular as it applies to race huh and that's that's kind of an interesting i don't know just kind of an interesting sideline yeah That and if you think about that in relationship to COVID and how it's impacting the African American community, and if you already somehow buy into this hyper marginalized, and I don't want to insult anybody with that because I know that the African American community is marginalized, but let's just say that if you buy into something like the Tuskegee syphilis study, if you remember that, it's it was like they had released syphilis into the African-American community so that the, so that the African-Americans would get wiped out. There's, if you believed in that, you might believe that COVID is also something that goes that direction. And actually, if you believe in one, you're likely to believe in more ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I find it really fascinating and I, can't help but come back to this idea that more information is better. If you believe something, try to be your own debate partner. Yes. You know, find contradictory evidence. Especially when you see something
1: on the internet. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, there as a parent, it's daunting to think about. Having to teach my kids how to not be taken for a fool with what they see on the internet because it happens already with the limited access that they have to things. You know, they already come running to me and asking me for stuff. Well, this this product, mom, it just does this. They said it does, and you're like, oh, geez, how do I get my kids to you know learn that this is crap information? And it's awesome. hard.
0: <laughs> well, I have to tell you. I mean, it's not just the internet. Okay. It's like, it's almost, and I'm going to tell you because I remember when my son was probably seven. I want to say maybe eight. He came to me, and I don't know. He must have had a stain. Maybe we'll say he had grass stains on his pants. So I'm like, Francis, you have got to be more careful. I don't know if I can get this out. And he goes, Mom, all you have to do is get all because it gets stains out. <laughs> he's a marketer's dream. <laughs> there was another time when he's like, "Mom, Mom, you got to see this. DD two fourteen gets all kinds of things out of your clothes. Mom, we have to get this." You're like, what? "So you're right. going to do the laundry, Francis?" <laughs> 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 You know, I, I, mom, get A-L-L, you know, my, he is a marketer's dream, but there's, you know, if you think that was bad, what you're talking about is a hundred times exponentially worse right. because the internet isn't just a single commercial, right? It's thousands of, a, of, conflicting or affirming points of view or ideas and we've got to remember to not only be discerning but to teach discernment we have to teach our kids and we have to say to people look if if everybody's jumping off the cliff man you gotta sit back and say hmm Do I really think that's a good idea? What do I want? It's an oldie but a goodie. (laughs) Yeah, discernment, people. So COVID, look at the evidence. Look at all the evidence. Here's something else I just need to say. I don't know what the research is specifically. But there's a lot of people in this world that cannot keep secrets. Yeah. Right? It's harder and harder and harder to keep a secret. Yes. So if these conspiracy theories are true, what that means is that hundreds of people are keeping a secret, Yeah. if not thousands. Right? right? Yeah. What are the odds of that happening? Yeah. Very, very, very low. <laughs> now, I know that in China, the doctor that, blew the whistle about covid mysteriously disappeared and then died you know and that's i'm telling you that's why some of these things get out of hand because there are cultures where conspiracies happen but they're they're the minority right they're the yeah yeah Yes, the exception, they're not the rule. The rule isn't that everybody's out to get you or that the government is out to get you. No. There are some people, but generally speaking, that's not the case.
1: No, and you have to, someone once said like follow the money. Like, you you know, if you want to like really do some digging, try to follow the money. And the thing about the government, our government is that, our government makes money through us. So the government doesn't want us to all go out of business and the government doesn't want us to all die. The government wants us to be healthy and well and working and paying taxes. So follow the money.
0: <laughs> yeah, we probably could have a podcast we about probably. that. because I'm not sure that, yeah. I mean, the money... In some cases, that can make yes. some more conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're
1: if you're being yeah. reasonable about it, we'll save that discussion for
0: another day. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, this conspiracy theory stuff, really, our try this at home is to practice discernment. When we say get educated, what we mean is to. Walk all the way around the topic. Find opposing points of view. Don't let confirmation bias be your leading principle. And make your own decision. Do not drink the Kool-Aid. It was um, the end of the road for many, many, many of Jim Jones followers. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today, folks. We hope that you will share this episode with other people that you argue with or debate (laughs) with, or people who conspire, believe in conspiracies or conspire. And next week, we're actually going to have an interesting conversation about going back to school and what that might look like. So, another interesting topic. So, for now, this is Leslie and Leslin. Hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.